This is Stephen Strang. Welcome to the Strang Report, the podcast that encourages you to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And today, my guest is full of the Spirit. His name is Pastor Mark Burns, and he became a very close confidant of President Donald Trump. In fact, that's how I met him. And there's some very serious issues going on in our country, and we're going to talk about them today, including what's happening in the African-American community, especially as it relates to liberalism and conservatism. You don't want to miss our conversation. Stay tuned. Welcome to The Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Welcome back and welcome to you, Pastor Burns. We have done podcasts before. I am just always so excited to talk to you, and I want to start by thanking you for your service to America and to the body of Christ. You have been so bold and helped so many people. Let me ask you to start with what you think is happening now in our country that uh, Donald Trump is out of office. Well, uh, first of all, Stephen, thank you so much for uh, for having me on. It's always such an honor to be on your podcast. And again, thank you for just being a major voice uh, 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 you know, of the Holy Spirit to, uh, to the nations around the world. So thank you so much. Um, you know, right now, what's happening in this nation um, is an on-out assault uh, from the gates of hell. That's the number one message that I've been echoing around the world, and I'm not going to stop. Uh, these attacks, this division of racism and segregation that's rising its nasty head that is still happening, even when Donald Trump is not elected. It's amazing because uh, the liberal left blamed President Trump for the lies of racism in this country, but yet he's out of office and we're still right in the thick of the fight. And I believe that white liberals um, have opened up a Pandora's box and really don't know how to close it. Those of us who are of the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ know the only way to really combat this is to really, really invoke the power of the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus Christ, that we um, as Christians and believers really, really begin to fight the forces we cannot see, and that is and that is those, to fight those demonic forces uh, that we cannot see, but that can only be done through the power of God's Word. Um, our nation right now is in a dangerous place, a dangerous place. Antifa is still on the rise. Um, more and more anti-American um, language and, and, and literacy is popping up across this nation, like um, the very fact that the word patriot, this is actually something that's going to be covered, um, Stephen, in my brand new book that's coming out in the next 30 days um, that's entitled uh, The Trump Card, Fighting racism with Trump's policies and not BLM or Black Lives Matter propaganda. Um, And in that book, you will discover um, how I stated that the word patriot has now been considered by the liberal left, anti-religious liberal left, as a dog whistle to mean white supremacy or um, a racist um, epitome, and that is untrue. Um, the reality, we've had so many 
black Americans to fight for the freedom of this nation from the Revolutionary War and on. Uh, black men and even black women have fought and died representing the red, white, and blue um, and the independence of this great nation um, and to which um, they gave the ultimate sacrifice so that we can be considered a nation that is a nation under God, uh, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. But now they're slapping those who have died in the face by declaring to be a patriot means you essentially are number one, a Trump supporter, or you are a racist, or you are a white supremacist. Um, this is false at the highest category, and we need more and more Americans to speak up uh, against things like that. The critical race theory, Stephen is a danger to democracy. And for those listeners who are listening who may not know what the critical race theory is, it's essentially a teaching that's been taught in schools today that essentially says um, every institution in America is inherently racist. If you're born white, you are, by definition, racist, just by simply being white. This is backwards thinking. And ultimately, I believe it's connected to eventually dividing us so much that our very, very democracy, this very republic, um, is in danger. Well, I agree with you. I, you know, you said so much that I agree with. Um, it is a very dangerous time in our country. Uh, the white liberals uh, in the Democratic Party have hijacked this. They have opened a Pandora's box, as you say. Um, you know, saying that you are a racist because of your color of your skin is racism of the highest degree. I mean, if you can, uh, if somebody were to say that all black people were this or that just because they were black, it uh, would be considered racism and, and likely would be racism. Now, I'm old enough that I can remember going to segregated schools in the South. Uh, they integrated the schools uh, when I was in high school. I remember those days. I remember the Civil Rights Movement. I can remember the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Of course, I was you know, still a teenager. But in my own way, I was doing what I could, writing editorials uh, in the high school newspaper, uh, trying to uh, uh, bring calm in that situation. I, I even have one of them framed hanging in my office because... Uh, uh, you know, I guess I'm proud of it. You know, I was doing my little part. In my more recent book that I did called God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, the very third chapter of the book was uh, having to do with uh, uh, black Americans, Trump, and the Democratic Party. And, you know, I did a lot of research and made the case that the Democrats have always uh, been the party of uh, slavery, you know, going all the way back to Jefferson and Jackson, who were slave owners. Uh, they were the ones who wanted to keep slavery uh, when there was a, a big push, um, you know, in northern states to try to end it in the country, in the country, you know, with the, you know, all the different things that happened, the, the um, different compromises they came up with of if a slave state came in, it, it had to be balanced with a free state and all that kind of stuff. It was always the Democrats pushing to keep slavery, always. The Democrats in the North during the Civil War wanted to uh, make peace with the Confederacy. 
and let it be a different country, kind of like Canada or something. I mean, can you imagine if the 13 states in the Confederacy were a separate country? Right now, you and I would be in the Confederacy, and who knows what have happened between then and now, but America would have never been the great country it was to combat, um, you know, the Kaiser in World War One and Nazism in World War Two and, and all the other things that have happened. It would not have happened had the United States made peace with the Confederacy. Then after the Civil War. It was the Democrats who, you know, opposed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that gave constitutional rights to the newly freed slaves. It was the Democrats who instituted Jim Crow. And, you know, there are a lot of Americans who don't know these simple facts. They don't realize that every single Jim Crow law was passed by a Democratic-controlled legislature and signed by a Democratic governor. Every single one the Republican Party, on the other hand, which I usually give a disclaimer, is, no, is not perfect at all, but it was founded to combat the expansion of slavery to the West. And then uh, Lincoln was uh, deemed so unpopular and so um, such a threat that, uh, you know, South Carolina, your state, seceded. It was the first one, and then it was followed by the other uh, 13 states that made up the Confederacy. And I make, I make these points. You know, I was just trying to do my part. Um, and I actually re- uh, wrote it before critical race theory became a thing. I realize it's been around on college campuses. But, you know, the basis of critical race theory and the, uh, what is it, the 1619 Project, uh, where some slaves landed in Virginia, you know, slavery came to us from the British Empire, and there are those who make it sound as if America was founded in order to have slavery. Wrong. Slavery existed in the world. It existed in the world going all the way back to Egypt when the Israelites were slaves. And, uh, of course, down through history, different groups of people have been enslaved at different times. Um, You know, we fought a bloody civil war. Uh, What was it, 600,000 Americans on both sides died in order to end slavery, and it's like the Democrats get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Um, and, and today, I mean, you, you know better than I can, and I n- need to let you articulate it, but the Democratic Party today is, is you know, shall I use a cliche, you know, kind of keeping the African-Americans down on the Democratic plantation. What do you think? Absolutely, 100%. This is why, you know, I think my book um, that's coming out is going to be designed um, to combat that narrative. Um, the reality of it is the policy of the Republican Party, and as you so eloquently stated, uh, was founded um, to combat slavery's expansion towards the West, and ultimately to abolish it altogether. People like Representative Stevens, um, who was considered a radical um, in 1864 and 1865, um, who led the fight on slavery um, all the way back from 1837, um, who um, was considered, like I said, a radical Republican. But yet he was considered radical because he believed that slavery should have been abolished um, since 18, in the, since the 1830s. Um, and it was the Republicans who led this initiative. Um, and, and, and even now, it was Republicans who pushed for uh, uh, those the right uh, to vote. The early, uh, the early uh, policies. I mean, people don't give people like Richard Nixon, 
who is a Republican president, the credit that he deserves when it comes to the advancement of colored people uh, in his era. Um, it, was, it was he who stated that I'm going to create 1,000 black millionaires, and he did just that through the government 8A program. We have today Jet Magazine and Ebony Magazine before they sold them to larger corporations for black-owned magazines, the premier black-owned literature that we, um, that we in that, that black community um, um, received. And that was all done at the hands of Richard Nixon's administration. Um, the fact that there was zero black um, car lot owners in America when he took office, um, by the time he came out, there were over three, three to 4,000 black-owned car lot dealers in America. I mean, there's a, a list of things that he did. There were not black staff officers, uh, very few black staff, offer, uh, st- uh, staff officers or general officers um, when he came into office. He made a point um, that every time the Pentagon would send over, um, uh, um, you know, um, general officers to be, to be recommended, to be sworn in, and to be derived to the rank of a, of a one-star general, he made it clear that they had to always include an African-American uh, to be a part of that. And so he made so many colonels and, and full-birth colonels and, and general officers under his administration. He was a Republican. And so the point is, you know, you know, of course, you know, Watergate ruined that because that's all we talk about. We, we don't even talk about the things that the Republican Party did under his administration for people of color. And so, uh, again, that's why the whole propaganda machine is key. If I could continue to, to talk about how the Democratic Party led the 1964 um, voters' rights bill, then that's enough. How Dr. King fought, you know, with London Bain Johnson, you know, first Kennedy, and then London Bain Johnson um, to, you know, the, the fight for equality during the civil rights movement, and people like Mega Everett, who gave his life in Mississippi, um, and, and, and Dr. Robert Abernathy, who, um, 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 and I'm calling all these names out because I want my black brother and sister to know that I'm not just some ignorant, you know, Uncle Tom, um, uh, uneducated black man who only just talks to white people. That is not at all. I'm very proud of my black heritage. I'm very proud of my African-American roots. I'm very proud of who I am and where I've come from and the people's shoulders that I stand on today to be able uh, to be um, where I'm at. Um, um, but uh, we are we're listening to the propaganda. And it is a, a form of modern-day slavery today. If we would follow principles and policies that the Republican Party offers, uh, then there would be more black millionaires. There would be more black-owned businesses. Matter of fact, President Trump offered the platinum plan right before, uh, um, right before he was uh, not elected for his second term, um, a platinum plan that was essentially designed to create over a half a million new black-owned businesses. Who talks like that? Democrats most definitely don't talk like that. Democrats don't even talk about black-owned businesses. They talk about social programs. You'll take away my food stamps. You'll take away my entitlement programs. You'll take away my Section 8 housing. And so businesses are only designed for a few white people, and, and most of us black folks are just destitute and broken poor when that's not the case. The president has a plan. The Republican Party has a plan, and there's a proper way to communicate that effectively to, uh, um, to, to the African-American community that I cover my book. You know, it's interesting you mentioned Richard Nixon because I am good friends with one of those millionaires. Um, he, he's a few years older than I was. 
Uh, I was in his home a couple years ago, and he has framed on his wall a letter to him from Richard Nixon, and I asked him about it, and he said that he was one of the recipients. Uh, he was just out of college. Uh, he was a football player. He had gotten injured, so he, you know, he couldn't go ahead in sports. And he just started a company. I, I know he doesn't want me to mention his name, although uh, he has accomplished so much. He was actually on the cover of Charisma magazine years ago. And uh, he has built a company. The last time I checked, he had 1,500 employees uh, in several plants around the country and um, has done very well. He's also a conservative, as you might imagine. Uh, he, you know, he acknowledges, because he and I have talked about it, the Republican Party has made some mistakes. I mean, Richard Nixon did not call um, Coretta King, and John Kennedy did when Martin Luther King was in prison. You know, that was a, uh, a faux pas or a blunder or something. But compared to all the other stuff, it's just like minor. And you're right, Richard Nixon do, did do a lot. Republicans do a lot. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, the little bit I'm up close uh, with powerful people in the Republican Party, you know, they kind of write off the African-American vote and don't really reach out. Uh, I've even had some conversations that say, look, I know within the Christian community, there are a lot of uh, especially African-American preachers that would be inclined, you know, just based on traditional values to support the Republican Party, but, you know, they feel excluded. You know, this was a few years ago, I think during the George W. Bush administration, that I had this conversation. Republicans should do more. And so I was happy when I saw uh, Donald Trump uh, being proactive. And um, it seemed to me that there was some shift. I think the polls showed there was some shift. But now that he's out of office, what do you think has happened to all that? Because, you know, the drumbeat in the media is that, is this sort of far-left critical race theory, all, bl all blacks are for it, uh, all liberals are for it, anybody who's not for it is a racist or worse, uh, if there's anything worse. And, uh, you know, I'm just very concerned because there's something happening that you and I have not talked about, and this is moving toward communism because it's the communists uh, historically that have tried to change terms like patriot, you know, to mention the one that you mentioned, um, and to try to divide, you know, uh, have class warfare. Well, we don't really have classes in this country. This is a country of great opportunity, but we do have different racial groups. And, um, you know, there have been, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, there was honest-to-goodness racism. I mean, blacks could not eat in certain restaurants, stay in certain hotels, go to certain schools. That is institutional racism. All of that is gone. All of it. If there's one racial uh, discrimination law in this country at the state, um, national, state, or local level, the courts would get rid of it in, in the wink of an eye. I mean, so quick. It does, the institutional part is wrong. Now, are individuals racist? Yes, but that's a two-way street. And, and all of this stuff that you're talking about in in my opinion, at least, is racism coming from uh, African Americans and others who just seem to hate white people, period. And uh, But somehow that's not called for what it is. What do you think? 
Well, I mean, uh, first of all, let me say uh, to your earlier comment on the gentleman that I'm not going to mention his name, and thanks to you and because of you, I've become a great friend of his, and you're absolutely right. Um, he's, he's a great, great American and a great, um, great business leader um, and, and a great inspiration to, you know, to African-Americans across this nation, um, and, and Rich Nixon administration directly impacted his life uh, and his legacy. Um, and there are so many others like that. Um, but what you're saying is absolutely true. Again, um, it's really we really got to recognize what this critical race theory is in the spiritual. We know it's coming from the gates of hell, number one. And for the believers, we don't need to try to figure out all of the details. Just know that Satan is behind it, and it's going to take the blood of Jesus and us pleading the blood of Jesus and us um, having more patience and love and understanding and, and, and listening more to the Holy Spirit and how to communicate um, the message of Christ which is not black God or white God or red God, or, or he's just God. And so, number one, get more and more leaders to open up their mouths and speak to that in the spiritual realm, because we all believe in the power of prayer and how we can move mountains. Um, but number two, recognize what you said is best. The critical race theory is a form of communism. I mean, right now, America is going under a, mag- a major, major facelift to where everything is being challenged and changed um, I mean, every nation has a dark history. I mean, you know, but how is it that um, my community, and I really don't like being called African-American because, I, you know, I'm, I'm born and bred here in America. And to be honest with you, if you look at my, my DNA, you discover that, like yours, you, you, you may have just as much African in you as not having me because um, we're just all mixed up in many ways. I mean, we may have more portions from different regions of the world than others, but um, you, I'm discovering a lot of my white friends are, are pulling their genealogy report, and they're discovering that they have a lot more African in them, even though their skin is white as pale, and they got blonde and blue eyes. Um, and that is very much, very much true. Um, and a lot of us are just mixed up. You pull up my genealogy, and you discover um, I have so many um, European and white um, ancestors who are a part of my, my, my um, genealogy. So you're right, and we have now, to get beyond, we have to get beyond this black and white thing. You know, there's one race; it's called the human race, and humans absolutely. around the world look different. You know, because of you know uh, intermar you know intermarriage and and uh, you're right. There's a a lot of mixed blood. In fact, our vice president, who I've never met, you know, someone had to tell me she was a a black woman. I didn't know. She to me she. She, she looks slightly brown, like maybe she has a little bit of Hispanic in her. Of course, her, her background isn't even African-American. It's, it's Asian Indian and uh, from one of the Caribbean islands. So, um, you know, she did not come from the African-American community in the same way that Barack Obama didn't. You know, his father was a Kenyan and his mother uh, was a, a white woman from Kansas, as I recall. And... I, I, one of my friends said, why, why wasn't um, Barack Obama called a white man with a black father instead of a black man with a white mother? I mean, he's 50-50. But in our culture, if somebody has any black blood in them, they're considered black. And, you know, let's be honest. It goes all the way back to slavery because they, they could, they could inter, um, you know, the master could make the slave women pregnant and then the children were considered slaves. 
I mean, that is the fact going back in history, and somehow it's, it's kind of continued until today. What do you think? Well, absolutely. I mean, we got to get past these hyphenated names and really begin to understand that we are, we are this American. And the more we focus on how we're divided and how different we are, the more we'll, we'll see just that. Whatever you focus on is what you'll concentrate on. And whatever you concentrate on is what based your, your decisions will be based off of. And right now, we're, we're more focused on how we're different, Stephen, and not how we are the same. And for those of us who are part of the body of Christ, we know that we have a – you may be from, um, you know, California, and I may be from the deep south. You know, I may eat pig feet and collard greens, and you may eat, you know, um, you know um, Mexican, more Mexican-based food because of the culture you're from. But we are united by the blood of Jesus. And until we get more and more people recognizing that and speaking to that and focusing on that, that's where our authority comes, especially if you're a white person and you say, Lord, I don't want anybody to consider me a racist, but I think critical race theory is wrong. Well, talk more about the blood of Jesus and how it goes against the blood of Jesus, how it goes against everything that's in the scriptures, how Christ is a unifier and not a divider, how he's to bring all people unto him. And, 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 and you know, when he said that, you know, he the son set free is free indeed, and we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When we bring things back to him, race, color, you know, segregation, desegregation, all these things are little. But if that's what we're focusing on, then our decisions will be based off of what we become focused on. And so we need more people to speak out on that. And in reference to uh, getting rid of these hyphenated names, again, we got to get rid of them. we got to get to just being proud American, uh, patriot American. And, 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 but right now the Democratic Party is destroying everything that has been held dear to, to, to what we called America, what we considered America. And they think that just because there was slavery in America, that now makes us an evil country. Well, what about the Jews? They went through a lot of hell. They, they, you know, but yet they overcame it. They, they're, they're, they're leaders in this industry in every level. You know, what about the Armenians? They, was, they suffered. You know, I mean, what about the Irish Americans in the early 1800s? What about the Asians who were brought here and worked pretty much slave laborers, almost free to slave labor in California, helped build the railroads? And the countless of, of Asians that was raped and beaten and murdered um, and because they were not considered, you know, uh, regular human beings because they were agents of this. What about these different ethnic groups all survived and overcame? They all had some form of racism done to them. Heck, even being a Catholic at one point was considered, you know, that you, know you were treated differently if you was a Catholic. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, what, you know, racism is going to always exist. The industries are not racist. People can be racist because evil exists. Sin exists. And as long as there's sin, there's always going to be racism. Now. I am not saying that black people still don't have it uh, a rough side of the mountain, because we do. And it's not so much that we are treated ill against, like traditional, like you, what you said earlier about not being able to go inside of restaurants or drink certain fountains or, or you know, going to certain hotels, going to the back door versus the front door, um, sitting in the back of the bus, those things. But more so information. Information. The how-to. How do I, how do I gain access to certain capital? How do I gain access to, you know, the government spends more money 
promoting where you can get food stamps and they promote how you can get an SBA loan or how you can fix your credit or how you can qualify as an 8A government uh, um, government um, institution, you know, um, and, and, you know, that was taught to me by your friend that you introduced me to. How, you know, you, 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 it's, it's information that hurts us. Again, the Democratic Party will make sure that you know exactly where you get food stamps at. They will know exactly where you can get Section 8 housing at, how to, to qualify for a free government program, but very few marketing on how to better your life. I'll give you fish, Democratic Party, keep you under control, but I won't ever really teach you how to fish. Only a few of us get out. And the Democratic Party does a great job in masking and keeping black people in line by utilizing racial terms or racial dog whistles to keep black people in reminding that Jim Crow was just right around the corner. When in reality, in my life, especially since my support for President Trump and my friendship with him and his family, the most racial racial slongs, uh, racial terms that I've ever received in my entire life and attacks, racial attacks, have not come from white people. It has come from people of my own race, black people, that I've been treated horribly almost on a daily basis because of my independence. And so the Democratic Party used to send Jim Crow. They used to send the Bull Connors. They used to send the sick the dogs at the you know at, at you know and blocking off access and beating with cop sticks to shut the mouths of of, of free thinking black people. They used to sick the KKK to hang and intimidate black communities from voting and having an independent thought. Now the same Democratic Party, instead of sending Bull Connor and Jim Crow and the KKK. They see in other black people to keep other black people in line because nobody in the black community wants to be called an Uncle Tom or sellout or a coon for simply believing that I want to believe in these policies that's going to bring wealth and prosperity to my family and to my children and not be dependent on government sanctioned programs that keeps me in line um, and, 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 to a, and, and keep me in line to a one particular party. Well, you've said so. You've said so much, and boy, uh, we could probably talk for hours. And I need to do a regular podcast with you because, uh, you know, what you say makes so much sense. And we've got to get the word out and change the mindsets of people. And in a lot of ways, it has to be done one by one. And you know, for the listeners who have listened this far, you must be interested in this, and you undoubtedly know individuals who need to hear what Pastor Burns has just said. So share this podcast. We will make it into an article and a newsletter on charismanews.com and share that as well. Uh, I really hate to have to cut this off, but I want you to tell people how they can pre-order your book that you referred to and how they can connect with you and your ministry. Well, I want everyone, number one, to follow me on Twitter. Um, I know as, 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 as evil social media is and how it's anti-conservatives, um, that's still the number one way that we can communicate, at Pastor Mark Burns. Also, go to my website, markburns.org. Go to markburns.org. 
Also follow me on Facebook um, at, at Pastor Mark Burns. I want to hear from you. I try to respond to as many of the messages that I can, um, and at most of the time it'd be me um, and not a staffer because um, I try to connect with as many Americans that want to reach out. Um, so please hit me up on one of those verticals, and I would love to, uh, to be able to connect with you. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I referred earlier to my book, um, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election. And even though the election is over, the book is continuing to sell, believe it or not. And I believe that it, that, that chapter that I referred to is something that everyone needs to read. You can uh, find it from my own website called stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang, no E on the end of Strang books with an s.com and so thank you again uh, pastor mark burns i appreciate your friendship i'm glad i was able to connect you with our friend that we haven't named but uh, you know he's a very private man and um, i you know i respect that he's not ashamed of what he's done but uh, he's not wanting to draw attention to himself and so we were able to use him as an example a great example uh, without a- actually saying who he was and I thank you for the way that you've stood strong in spite of all these attacks. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be attacked like that for just trying to speak the truth and, uh, and you know, to talk about sin and talk about the blood of Jesus and how these are spiritual attacks, because that's really where it comes from. It comes from the pit of hell. And there's, there's always sin, and it manifests itself in different ways in different generations. And this is what we're having to deal with. So as we wrap this up, I'll give you the last word. Well, first of all, thank you so much again for, again, the leadership that you've shown and the boldness for, for, for having someone like me come on your show and speak the truth. You clearly and charisma has always been a force to be reckoned with, and God has truly blessed um, you know, the vision that the Holy Spirit has given you and empowered you to do. Um, throughout this nation. So thank you so much uh, for continuously being a leader um, in our community and to the world. Uh, my prayer is, you know, um, look out for the book, the Trump card. Um, it's coming out in the next 30 days. Uh, we tried to have it released um, for our events coming up with Clay Clark and Tampa. I'm told Tampa has been sold out completely. Um, then I'll also be in Orlando the very next day for the Faith and Freedom Conference with the Vice President, Vice President Pence, and uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Ron DeSantis, and um, Just Jeanine Perro, and, and just so many other great Americans that's going to be there um, in Orlando on the 18th uh, for the Faith and Freedom Conference. And so, um, but we won't have it for that, those events, but we will have it ready, I'm told, um, for our Anaheim event that's going to be in July. Um, for Clay Clark's Anaheim event that he's got coming up. I'm told they only have like 600 tickets left. I mean, it's just crazy how Americans all over the country are just desperately to be hearing uh, from the Word of God and also from other patriots. Patriot don't mean racist. <laughs> patriot means a lover of this great nation, and a patriot is a person who recognizes that this is a God, a Christian nation, a God nation, and we need more and more people to open up their mouths. So thank you so much, Steve. And until the next time, brother, God bless you and and your listeners. Thank you. And thank you to my listeners for tuning in to The Strain Report, the podcast to encourage you to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Strain Report with Steve Strain. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strain Report, 
on CharismaMag.com. Again, it's the Strang Report on CharismaMag.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.